On today's episode, I talk with Chelsea at Mama Has Her Mindful, and that's mindful with one L. And we talk all about why it's with one L on the podcast. And I just loved this conversation with Chelsea. I love learning people's backstories on why they went vegan and also how they transitioned their family to going vegan. And, you know, Chelsea and her husband, they have three kids and you know, her kids are like any other kids. They they want to eat and they want stuff, you know, that other kids have. And she tells us all about her tips and how, you know, they sat down with their kids and approached the topic and just, you know, how they continue just to learn and grow every day as well in their vegan journey. And we also talk about being mindful. And we all have a lot on our minds, right? I mean, I know I do just all the time, a constant thoughts just going through my head. And Chelsea gives some great tips on how to slow down and to really just take in everything around us using our senses. And this is such an amazing conversation. You're going to love it. You can find all the show notes, including how to connect with Chelsea, over on our sponsored blog at badtothebull.com forward slash 41. Again, that's badtothebull.com forward slash 41. All right, now let's go meet Chelsea. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement. It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that. So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork and let's dive in to learning more about how you can be plant forward. Hello and welcome back to the Bull of Life podcast. Today I am so excited to introduce you to Chelsea Baxter from Mama Has Her Mindful. And we are going to talk all about how she transitioned her family from a standard American diet to plant-based eating. Now, this is a question that I get a lot from both listeners and from people who read the Bad to the Bull blog. And I also see this question a lot in different like vegan or plant-based groups on social media. And everyone always seems to wonder, well, how do I get my family to eat more plants? And, or even how do I get them to support my new way of eating? So I'm super excited to learn all about Chelsea's journey and hear about it. And also to talk about her mission to help other busy, overwhelmed parents and how they can welcome mindfulness into their hearts so they can slow down life and delight in the day today. And I think that is something we all need more of, especially in this ongoing pandemic, just enjoying the every day. So welcome, Chelsea, to the Bull of Life podcast. Thanks for being with us today. Can Thank you, you so us? much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad we, we connected. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I know you have a family, but how many kids do you have? Maybe a little bit about where you live and what led you on this mission of mindfulness? Sure. Um, I have three kids, ages 10, 7, and 3. Um, I live in Southern California, and um, in about 2019 is when we uh, went plant-based. Um, and uh, we couldn't find very many resources when we decided to include our kids in this process. We just couldn't find um, 
you know, uh, many blogs or YouTubes. We found some, but we were looking for more. And so, um, and we definitely didn't know very many parents who were making this journey. So we were looking for ways to connect um, to other, you know, parents that were doing the same thing. And then also to kind of share our story in hopes that, um, you know, we, we really feel like this is, is the future and more people are going to be going on this path. And so we wanted to kind of share what, what we had done in case it helped anybody else. So uh, we had decided... Um, or I had decided to finally start this blog that I knew I'd wanted to start since 2010 when I first had my, uh, I had my first son and I just was so busy, you know, with my, with all my kids that I didn't get a chance to. And, um, in 2010, I was rocking, um, my son one night to sleep and I had this, I don't know, this, something just came to me that said, Oh, I know what I want to title my blog. And um, because at the time, my mind was so full as a new parent of learning, you know, everything I needed to about parenting, about healthy eating. And back then it wasn't plant-based, but it was still, it's a lot to learn about breastfeeding, um, you know, <laughs> just how I was going to um, stay uh I decided to leave. I was working for a major publishing house. And in 2008, I knew I wanted to stay home. So I decided to start my own freelance writing and editing business. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to manage that um, with this with this baby. And, and I was so tired all the time. So um, sleep was very hard. My first one didn't sleep until he was four. Oh. So four years, I should say four years, not four months, but four years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had a lot on my mind and my mind was so full. So back then I had thought, I want to start this blog and I want to just connect with other moms. And I was going to call it mama has her mindful. And it was going to be with two L's and then um, like F U L L. And um, then here we are, you know, fast forward. And um, in 2018, I was like, uh, I'm sorry, 2019. I was like, I am definitely going to um, start this. But by that point I had started on the journey to also, um, be more mindful and how I was living and mindfulness had come into my life. And so I was like, wow, this is all just coming together. And I, you know, chopped that last L off of it and was like, okay, this is, this is me attempting to be, you know, mindful when my mind is full. <laughs> so um, that is how that all came to fruition. Oh, I love that little play on words there. That's, that's yeah. awesome. And uh, yeah, and I almost feel like um, kind of going plant-based and vegan has, has that made you even like more aware of mindfulness? I feel like that played out like that in my own life. Yeah. You know, I don't think I would have um, been open to becoming plant-based or vegan had I not been introduced to um, mindfulness beforehand. Like I had um, and the whole, the whole thing that happened was in 2016, I had experienced two miscarriages back to back and it triggered um, some, my PTSD that had been around for, I realized decades earlier that I didn't know about. And I started going to therapy because I had, I had um, gone into depression. I was having really bad anxiety. And one of the, um, you know, resources that she taught me and worked with me with was mindfulness. And so it was through that, that I just learned how to be become more aware of what I was feeling, what was going on in my body and my mind. And I think that awareness um, is what led me to, okay, like once we learned about plant-based eating, it was, you know, you, you become aware of um, what's going in, like how this is, this food is really affecting my body that's going into it and how, uh, you know, the injustices of also how it's affecting the environment, how it's affecting other you know, animals. And so I think, um, being mindful is what is what really 
led me to embrace uh, plant-based eating and veganism more quickly than I would have had that not been a part of my life. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. So, so when you went plant-based or were you thinking about it, um, was some, did someone like introduce you to that or had you watched like maybe a documentary or um, everyone, everyone thinks it's, it's, it was my idea and it wasn't, um, (laughs) it was my husband actually. Wow. And I know, and people often assume that, I don't know why that they, I don't know if they just assume it that it's because I feed everybody. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I think, I think that always mom. comes down to mom, right? We're doing the shopping, yeah. we're doing the cooking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, he, he brought it to me and I was actually against it, but um, what had happened was in 2009, uh, 2018, we had three friends um, who were um, in around our age. Well, they were, they were a little older than us, but they were in their forties and um, they all passed away of heart attacks and it was really sudden. And one of them was my best friend's husband. And it really, really affected me. And um, we started to look at life insurance because, you know, my husband um, is pretty much our sole provider. And so we were like, you know, we need to look at life insurance for you. We went through all the process of it and we realized like, we need to make some changes to our health to make life insurance a little bit more affordable to us. So my husband had done um, a diet called Whole30. He had done that before and found, um, yeah, you've, you've probably heard of it, found success from it. So he was like, I'm going to try this. And um, and the how it all started too was that it was Lent of 2019. So it was coming into, you know, like February, March, and we were looking for something to do to better ourselves. And he's like, okay, for Lent, I'm going to do Whole30. Mm. And I was like, um, okay, I'll support you, whatever. Well, he went to work the next day. And um, spoke with a coworker who said, are you sure you want to do that? Like, you, you should check this out instead. And he is plant-based and had told my husband about it. And uh, my husband came home and was like, you know, he told me about it. And he was really skeptical. So then he, um, and I was even more so, because I'm like, wait, I, I eat eggs like every day. I'm <laughs> like, I can't, how do you expect me to give that up? And so we watched Forks Over Knives. That was the first one we watched. And afterwards, we were both like, we like literally opened our pantry and my husband's like, I'm getting rid of everything. (laughs) He was ready to go. Yeah, he was ready to go in right away. And I was um, a little bit more hesitant. But then um, he came to me, I I think a couple of days later and was like, look, obviously, we need to make some significant changes. And if you do this with me, and the kids do this with me, I know I can be successful. And I know that, you know, we can actually do this, but if I have to go it alone, I'll never make it. Mm. And, you know, I mean, and it, even just now it chokes me up because it's like, I mean, he, my husband doesn't ask for much. And so it's like to hear him say that in, especially after, you know, what we had seen with three of our friends um, who were all men having, you know, passed away from, from heart attacks was just like, I, I just, I couldn't say no. I was like, you know, um, and both of us are parts of, we were both grew up being parts of teams. We both played college volleyball. We've always looked at our family as a team and we were like, okay, if, if the team does this together, like, yeah, we can, we can accomplish this. And so that's when, and it was really soon after, I mean, it was literally at the beginning of Lent. So it wasn't long after we watched that documentary that we um, decided, all right, let's go make sure this is safe with our own doctors. Cause you know, it's one thing when you like hear Dr. Uh, Michael Greger talk, you're super inspired and you're like, God, he's got so many great things to say, but then you also have to think about what about like my own health and the, the things I've got going on in my body that make me unique. Is this still the right choice for me and my little ones? And so, um, 
you know, we went to our doc, our family practitioner, we went to um, the, uh, ch- the children's nutritionist that we have um, in our medical group too. And we talked to all of them and we're like, this is what we're thinking about doing. And our doctor was thrilled. She's like, if you guys can pull this off, this is the most healthiest option. Oh, that's so um, cool. <laughs> yeah. We were really surprised. We were like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, but we have a, an amazing doctor who we knew she was awesome already. And so when that happened, we were just like, okay, that's cool. Um, so she was fully on board with it. And the nutritionist was too. And she gave me like all of the, um, you know, here's the amounts that they need every day of, you know, cause I was curious about B12 and protein and, um, you know, the omegas. And I just, I wanted to know, you know, are we, are they going to get enough protein? And so my husband and I were like, you know, cal- calculating how much they ate every day and how did that equate to what she was saying? And so, okay, do, what do we need to buy any supplements? And, um, you know, so that's kind of where I think I kind of answered your question in, <laughs> in a long form, but, but that's kind of um, how it all happened. And it was really quick where I'd, I know a lot of people will start with like a meatless Monday or they'll try it for a couple of days over the weekend. And my husband was like, I just want to get right into it. I think we were both um, very motivated from personal experiences to make a change. And, um, we did. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, and sorry about your, your losses there. Um, gosh, yeah. You know, it's like when that happens and then you, you know, followed it up with watching forks over knives, which is very, um, you know, on the health part of the plant-based diet. And, uh, that had to be very impactful. And I'm so glad you brought that up as well, that, um, you know, you looked at everything, but you still were like, okay, I, we're each unique. Is this going to work for us? Let's go talk to, you know, our doctors and stuff like that. And I think that's really a good point to bring up, um, especially in today's day and age where people will just blindly jump into one diet or, you know, or another without even really thinking about their own, like, um, bio-individuality or anything like that. And so, um, yeah, that's great that you, you know, I really um, think that was a smart decision. And I'm so glad to hear that your doctor, was on, on board with that. And, you know, I always think too, like California, um, you know, is a little more receptive to being plant-based and vegan. Is that the case kind of in your community or have you found any kind of like pushback or anything like that, especially with, with your kids? Like, did they push back as well? Because what your son might've been nine at that time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> we, uh, and, and by the way, if our doctor hadn't been on board with it, like, this is how driven we were, we would have found another one. Yeah. Um, you know, and, um, I mean, we we're in an HMO, but we would have gone and I mean, I would have, I would have figured it out. So, and, and he was the same way. I mean, we had labs done for not our kids because we don't want blood work done for them, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, unnecessarily and the doctors were, they agreed with that, but, um, you know, we had blood work done and then we had blood work done a year later to compare oh. our blood work to make sure how's our B12 looking? How is our D3? Look, you know, I mean, everything. So we, how um, how was it looking? Just it was great. It was great. My husband was actually deficient in D3 before and the year later he was doing, he was fine. Yay. So he actually, um, yeah. So that was pretty amazing. And B12, both of us were fine to begin with and we're fine now. So, um, yeah, it was really cool to see, um, I'm trying to remember exactly. We have it all written up, but also, I mean, my husband lost like 50 pounds. Wow. Um, So he lost a lot of weight. I think immediately, I think I lost 10. And then, you know, I gained a lot of it back over COVID because I just went crazy on like vegan fast food places. I just couldn't help myself. So (laughs) 
<laughs> gosh, you know, the world has given us so many great entrepreneurs <laughs> who are out there making such cool products, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, but it, either way, we, um, our, our stats, you know, on our blood work was, was a lot better. Cholesterol was a lot better. And my husband's blood sugars were better. Um, and those were the ones, those were the numbers we were worried about. Like we went into it, worried about um, numbers on him, on his, and mine was, was, you know, there wasn't anything that we were really worried about initially, but we had done it mainly, like I said, for him. And our doctor was pleased when she looked at how it looked a year later. Um, so, and then in terms of um, pushback, we live, yes, we live in Southern California, but we live in a pretty conservative um, city in terms of uh, the traditional um food is what you'll find at most of our places. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's some vegan tacos in town, but I make better ones or the same ones at my, <laughs> in my kitchen. Um, you know, so it's, it's hard to go out to those places when I know that, you know, it's not going to be much different than when I'm going to cook at home. So we actually drive I feel the same about, way when I go to restaurants. <laughs> yeah. We drive, um, 20 minutes to, I don't know, um, we live like about halfway between Los Angeles and like Ventura or Santa Barbara. So we kind of live, it's a, it's a pretty suburban town, but um, if we are um, up for a little bit more of a drive, we'll go to North Hollywood. And um, the some people might be familiar with Vegan Street Fair. They have something called Vegan Exchange LA that um, was put on, it was every Sunday and they put it on pause um, for COVID, but then they opened up a, a drive-through one, which was awesome on Sundays. And they've put that on pause again, because I think they're trying to look at how they can have in-person events again. But um, she does a great job with bringing a lot of vegan food trucks or uh, street vendors, you know, that are, that make vegan foods, bring them all together in one place. And then you can just, you know, go there. And then all of us in our family can order whatever it is that we want. And it's really unique and yummy vegan food. Um, so we'll go there, you know, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that sounds so fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we do that. Or then we, there's 20 minutes away from us there. There's a city, um, that I know some people may be familiar with Sage Vegan Bistro. They have one in Pasadena and then there's one also in, um, in Agora close by us, but they're really good. And then there's a couple other, like there's a mom and pop place called Joy Cafe. That's J O I and they're awesome. And um, they're in Westlake village. And uh, so we'll go up and then we, we got a veggie grill in, um, in Westlake village too, which I think is more of a chain. And so my kids love it because they have kids meals, which is super cool. And so does Sage. So, you know, if, our, if we're doing something for our kids, you know, that they can get, um, you know, cause it's hard to find kids meals, um, yeah. for them. Yeah. So it's cool when you can find some place that does. And then they, um, cause normally we just order a bunch of like, you know, um, like we were at Disneyland yesterday and Disney California Adventure, and we just order a bunch of <laughs> the items and we all just split it because there's no, you know, we don't all get separate meals um, because there aren't very many kids options. So, um, so yeah, that's something that, you know, yes, we're in Southern California, but in our pocket that we're in, um, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily that, that we have a lot of options. Like at my kid's school, for example, um, when we would go, we used to buy lunch every Fridays, I would let them go and buy lunch. And their only options were milk or chocolate milk to drink. And, you know, if I, it does say in fine print on the bottom, like if you need to make modifications, you can call us. And I didn't see anywhere on the website where I could easily make modifications or anything. And, um, and I love my kids school. It's nothing against that. It's just what is always traditionally done. There is meat and dairy everywhere on that menu. And so we don't go to the cafeteria anymore at school. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's, and it's something that, you know, I'm probably going to have to go and, you know, make a request in and that's fine, but it's just, it's just, you know, you have to kind of put that extra leg leg work in, um, when it comes like just today, I literally, before I got on the phone with you, I got a text from my daughter's teacher. Hey, we're doing this project and, um, we're using these Hershey bars, you know, is there a vegan option for it? And I appreciate that they message me because then she can be included and I can go out there or the teacher even offered to go get something. And so our teachers have been great. In fact, my daughter's in my son's kindergarten teacher is actually vegan. And so she, yeah, so it's been great They're They'll make the modifications once they know about it, but it's hard, um, going from, they both experienced life without this, you know, like you were asking about the pushback, like they, they, that was definitely a challenge. And for anybody who is thinking, Hey, I want to get my kids on board with this. I have a couple of posts on the blog specifically about um, trans, how we transitioned our kids. And then also this, a, you know, a really compassionate way to have the conversation about it with your kids, because I think that's so important of, um, in this process is including them. And so like we literally sat them down, you know, and, and we had watched Forks Over Knives. And then shortly after we watched What the Health, Cowspiracy, um, The Game Changers was a really big one for us. And then, um, you know, just recently we watched Seaspiracy, but but back then those were what we watched. And so we, ch- we shared with them how we're concerned about, you know, like, the environment is part of this, their health is part of this, the animals are part of this. And, and they're, this is ev- everything that they're going to, as parents, right, you care about your child's future, and you want them to, you want them to experience a beautiful planet, and a compassionate lifestyle, and you want them to be healthy enough that they can hopefully be around to experience it. And so um, we didn't use scare tactics to talk, talk to them about it. We didn't brainwash them to talk to them about it. We just said, hey, we're learning in very age appropriate terms. We didn't talk about you know terrible things with animal cruelty. Right. Um, we were, cause I mean, our kids are very, um, they're highly sensitive and they're, you know, they're very, um, I, felt, I just think kids are nationally compassionate creatures, right? So mm-hmm. um, they're, we don't need to steer them into this. We can talk to them in, in age appropriate terms about, hey, this is what we learned. And so we're thinking about making a change. This is what we're thinking about doing. We know it's going to be really hard for all of us, but if we do it together, you know, I think we can have fun with this and, um, you know, we'll be able to, to learn about it together. And so we include them. Like when we go down to um, North Hollywood, they come with us, you know, when we um, go out to all these places to eat, or, um, I mean, I, I got a bunch of children's vegan books for them to help them with it. And, um, and it's, it's become fun, you know, but in the beginning, they would come home with, oh, they had chicken nuggets at school. I don't want to be vegan anymore. I mean, because I mean, we were, we started plant-based. We didn't start vegan. We started plant-based, but that's just what they called it was vegan. Right. And, um, and, you know, and so there was a lot of pushback from them in the beginning uh, when it came like that. And we were, I, I mean, especially because like I said, mindfulness is part of my life. It'd be like, Hey, all those feelings are totally valid and allowed you're totally allowed to have those feelings. You know, let's talk about this. And I get why you're feeling that way. And we would work through that. And sometimes that was enough, just acknowledging, I understand you're feeling that way. I miss it too sometimes. Hey, you know what? Why don't I make Beyond Burgers tonight? Or why don't I just found these new, uh, you know, vegan corn dogs. You want me to get those next Friday and we can have those, you know? So I try to find ways so they don't feel excluded. Um, because that's where a lot of, I found the pushback from them was coming from was, well, my friend has this and why can't I, 
Yeah. So, um, so that's where the pushback from them was coming from. Um, just going back to your original question and the pushback, I didn't get much pushback from my doctor. Um, and then of course, of course, there's going to be people in your life who question, you know, yeah. this decision. I just had, um, I just had two negative comments on Twitter last week that were from vegans. I couldn't oh. believe it. They were from vegans. Like, why, why are you raising your kids this way? You know, this isn't, this isn't acceptable or something like that. And what? I was like, Oh my oh gosh. My and I know I was really surprised. So I just, um, I was like, Oh, maybe they're just trolls. So I obviously don't respond, but, um, but you know, all of those little things will sometimes make you question. I had a friend who was a nutritionist tell me that they need omegas from fish oil. Um, that algae is not going to do it. And, you know, I've, I have to remind myself, I've had conversations with my doctors about this, like they are on board with it. And I've literally have taken my vitamins into my doctor and showed them to her. And, you know, like this, is this amount too much? How much should I do for this? I mean, you know, I, I've done all that and I have to remind myself, this is a safe and compassionate choice for the, for our kids. And, and no matter what all these other you know naysayers may say, this it's this is okay. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got to have an opinion, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about your extended family? Were they supportive? Um, like, you know, my like grandparents and and such. Like yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. My in-laws, my husband's um, parents, actually went plant-based um, shortly after we did. And, um, it was really cool. It was awesome. And, um, uh, my father-in-law, um, had his kidney function, uh, went up, I think like back to where it was when he was in his thirties from it. So his doctors were like super pumped that he had gone on it. Um, so they went plant-based with us. And I think the coolest thing about this is I was just at, just had mother's day last weekend my husband and I went and picked up a bunch of uh, like trays from one of the, from Joy Cafe, one of the rest- restaurants I mentioned earlier, we, you know, put, like uh, vegan burritos and plant-based pancakes and all these cool foods. And we brought them there. And we're like, Oh man, I hope everyone like is okay with this. I hope that they don't mind that we're, yeah. you know, bringing all this vegan food. Um, and everyone was like, they, they were super receptive to it. And even though they're not, you know, 100% plant-based I've, I mean, they I've noticed have increased what they eat that is plant-based and um and so everybody is very um and my my family is the same way like they're they're really accepting of it um you know they aren't all uh plant-based you know but um when we like we're getting together tomorrow for another mother's day thing and and we just you know we make it work and a lot of times that means unfortunately that you know we provide um a lot of the you know the food ideas and so it does take more work sometimes yeah but, um, but it's, it's, it's fun because you can introduce them to things that they maybe didn't realize were options. So, um, we've been very fortunate in our immediate family being receptive of it. Yeah. That's great to hear that because, um, that can be hard when, when people, when people, you know, aren't supportive of it and, um, you know, and I, I understand that from, from a kid's point of view, you know, that that's hard when, you know, cause they're already, already kids are on that, no matter what it is, you know, that kid has a phone. Why don't I have a phone? <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> yeah. um, so now, now do they kind of see it as like a unique thing they do? Like, that's how my son kind of looks at it now. Like, well, this is kind of cool that I'm doing this <laughs> and that I'm the person who does it. <laughs> you know? I don't know if that's just middle school age or what. <laughs> 
No, that's so funny. Well, and I think, I mean, ours are, are my oldest is close in age to yours. So, um, you know, I, I would say that, um, all of them are like, it's cute to hear my, my little three-year-old be like, um, are these ones vegan? You know, it's so cute how he says, how he says it, but my older two are adamant. They're like, you know, we, every time we get something to eat, they're like, this, this isn't, this is plant-based, right? This is, you know, they want to make sure, um, that they are eating that way and they um, aren't hurting any animals. I think that's the biggest thing for them is the animals. They don't, they don't fully understand um, heart disease and cancer and um, you know, environment. Like they don't understand how it's affecting the environment. Totally. They, they kind of get some of the fishing things we, you know, from Sea Spiracy, we, they haven't seen it, but they understand some of those um, you know, of, of the effects of that. But um, probably the easiest for children to relate to is the animals. And so they um, they like being this way. They want to be this way, according to them at this point in their lives forever. Um, but we aren't making them do that. You know, we just tell them, well, in this house, this is how we're going to eat. And when you leave this house, um, you know, if you make other choices, we understand that. So, um, and then when it comes to school, because I mean, mine are still pretty young. So when it comes to school and they have, you know, they have or, or uh, parties with friends because yeah. that happens a lot, not with COVID right now, but before, I, I mean, I will just, you know, I'll be that parent that's asking ahead of time, like just as, as if you were gluten-free or dairy-free, you yeah. know, or there's a lot of people or, or nut-free. I'm going to be asking, Hey, what are you serving? Do you mind if I bring something that my kid can have if they can't have that one? So, um, and people seem pretty cool with that. I don't have, um, you know, a lot of pushback in my son's class. He has another kid who's is actually plant-based. Oh. Um, and which was really a surprise. I found that out last year. And I mean, he's a kid who has, you know, a, a nut allergy. So there's, it's not uncommon for them to have to make, you know, adapt, you know, like adapt to these, to these different needs. So, you know, it's, it's I, my husband tells the kids, he's like, guys, I've never been in front of something in my life. And I feel like I'm in front of something with this. I feel like we're, we are, you know, in front of a trend that is going to be around for a long time, because I, I really think it's an, it, it has to be, I just don't see another option. Like I almost feel like when it, when it comes to taking care of, you know, the planet and our health, it's, it's such a viable option that it's just, it's just going to keep taking off. It's just going to keep, you know, gaining speed. Oh yeah, totally. Totally agree with you on that. And we'll be sure to link in the show notes to those, to those posts on your, on your website about how to talk to your kids. Cause I'm sure lots of people will, will find that really helpful. Um, you know, especially, you know, and I always think too, like you want to come at it from a compassionate angle instead of that, you know, parent, well, you're in my house, you got to eat this way. And that's just law type of thing because kids are going to ask and be curious. And, um, I really like how you, um, you know, acknowledge their feelings and really, um, you know, work to explain, explain things. Um, I think that's a really important part. So you just celebrated two years of being vegan. So what has changed in the last two years? What have been some like highs? What have been some like lows? What just overall, what have you learned? Um, yeah, two years, we still can't believe it. I would say that the highs are just, um, 
there are so many more options now, you know, like you go to the store and there's just so many new options and it's hard to control myself. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want to try this. I want to try this and to remind myself, no, I need to look at how much sodium is in these things. I need to, like, I need to, you know, um, I need to, you know, pay attention to all that too, because it's very easy to just be like, Oh, it's plant-based. It's healthy because that is not the case. Right. Um, <laughs> um <right>? but <laughs> yes, yes, that is not the case, but it is, um, exciting to see. Um, and like I said, even, just at Disney yesterday, uh, just the amount of options that are there that weren't two years ago. Um, like I said, when we started, we did not see kids menus for our kids anywhere. And now we have places that we can take them. So, um, you know, that's been really exciting. Um, another high is that I have met more vegans. I don't know many in my personal life, but, um, I, uh, you know, since starting this blog and being on social media, man, I have met so many awesome, um, you know, different bloggers or um, Instagrammers or just parents who are like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do this and how do I do it? Or this is what I've done. Um, and so it's, it, that's been exciting because I feel like the support group has grown, um, whether it's in person or not, you know, it's, there's, there's more there, um, that gives me confidence to keep going, you know, um, and then the other thing that really warms my heart is since putting our story out there, um, we have had people come to us and say, you know, I'm thinking about going plant-based. What do you like for this? What do you think I should do for this? And I mean, I actually know people now that, hey, we have made an impact on their lives because, you know, we put it out there, we shared with them, and now they're interested in doing the same. And I think that's, that is the ultimate, ultimate high is to hear, hear that. Um, you know, that is just so touching and heartwarming. So those, those are definitely the highs. I would say the lows, um, is that, uh, <laughs> there still aren't as many options as I would like, especially for, um, children. There's, like I said, there's two places out here that, that I know of, and I have to drive 20 to 30 minutes to get to them. So, um, there's still not many options for the kids. There's, there's still not many people that I know of in my personal life who, um, you know, even know about it, much less have embraced it. You know, they just don't know about it. And then I see, um, I see documentary, uh, documentaries like Seaspiracy and, and it's, it's frustrating because you realize how much work there still is to do, right. um, in this area. And, 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 um, I don't know if I had already said this, but we had started plant-based and we didn't, we weren't vegan until, um, it wasn't long after, but I want to say, you know, maybe a month or so after, because once we started learning about, um, the effects of eating plant-based on all these other parts of our life, we decided, okay, this is almost like, a, um, this is a belief we have that this, it isn't just about eating healthy. This is, um, this is even more than that for us. And, and so seeing something like Seaspiracy where I see so much of the oceans being damaged from, from fishing was, um, it was painful to see and to know, gosh, we still have so much more work to do so much of a message to get out there. Um, so that's kind of the low is like, you think, you think you're, it's gaining momentum and then you're like, oh man, we still have stuff to do. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I think that that's, um, it can be frustrating at times because, uh, you just feel like it's this constant uphill battle with what we have been taught and, um, you know, is, is the right way to go. And, and so you have, you know, your belief system almost shattered and just like your eyes open to like, oh my gosh, wait, it's something completely opposite of that is a huge shift that's going to take some time to do. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I've heard that a lot um, from people will tell me, well, oh man, that's great that you're plant-based. I I can never do that. I can never do it. And I'm like, really? But like, you just told me like some, you know, about so-and-so's crazy (laughs) diet that they're on. And like, obviously, you know, so it's like, it's really, you know, I think the easiest kind of lifestyle is really not that hard, but when we've been, you know, told, oh, well, you know, eat your meat, eat your proteins, oh, get the protein. You know, it's just, it's hard to unravel that as well. So I, I see, you know, like the compassion goes a, a long ways. And, um, you know, I just always, I kind of just always joke that like, Hey, you know what? Your mom told you to eat more veggies and fruits. Well, you know, that's basically being plant-based. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason maybe yeah. mom didn't know why she kept saying that to you, but <laughs> Yeah. You're constantly questioning yourself. Um, I think, I think if I didn't have kids, I'd be questioning myself, but I think because I have kids, I'm questioning myself even more because like calcium, for example, just being taught that, Oh, you know, milk does a body good and we need it for our bones. Um, and you know, omega threes from fish is going to help their brains more than, you know, omegas from other sources. Right. So I mean, yes, I think you're constantly questioning and then you're like re-researching what you've already researched to make sure and, you know, and to kind of like appease yourself for that. Hey, no, right. I, I know this. I just have to like double check again. And that, um, as a, I mean, you're doing that with a thousand things any, anyway, as a parent, whether it's sleep, you know, how your kids are getting sleep, how your kids are, you know, grades are, you're doing that with so many things. And then to also do it with this is it can be, um, it can feel overwhelming and frustrating, but eating this way is so much easier. Like my husband loved it. Cause he's like, I don't have to count calories and yeah. I don't have to, um, I just know, Hey, this is what I need to eat. And, um, he, and he used to say to me, he's like, you know, I would go on whole 30 and I wouldn't go check in with my doctor. Like I'm on more, you know, like I, I wouldn't see like, am I getting enough? Like, like he's like, I used to eat that way. And here I was vitamin D deficient. Like I wasn't eating supplements before, you know, but all of a sudden now, like is plant-based, you think like, oh, I need all these supplements to replace whatever it is that I wasn't eating. Well, no, that's not necessarily the case. Like, I mean, my kids eat so much omega-3s naturally from walnuts and flax seeds and that they weren't eating before. Right. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and, uh, and, and so you just have, it's, it's just a, you've just been taught something so long. I mean, three decades we went before, you know, we made this switch and it's hard to rewire your brain. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And I will say like, you know, um, so my son, yeah, you know, I was a little worried. He's a little picky, you know, I'm like, okay, how will this go? And, you know, I think parents do worry about that. Like, oh, I have a picky kid. They're not going to, what are they going to eat? You know? And it's like, actually it kind of like was really amazing to see my son start to desire to want to try all the things that he had like pushed aside before, you know? So it was like, really, I don't know. It was just great. You know, I think you don't know until you're that until you actually try it and see what happens. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's okay. Like my kids are still picky about some things. I I will say I'm so impressed with my kids. They, but they weren't, they're not always like that. And they haven't always been like that where they will eat most things in front of them. But um, like yours, they have started exploring more options over time, but also there are some things that they just, you know, they're not as crazy about like my youngest, he doesn't like beans right now, but that's also, I mean, I feel like all of my kids as I've watched them grow have gone through phases and we just put a little bit on their plate so that they're still exposed to it. And we just say, you don't have to eat it, but if you want to try it this time, you can. 
Um, you know, but uh, you know, he'll love, he'll eat tofu till the cows come home. But my, my, my oldest one isn't a fan of tofu, but he loves beans. Right. So, um, it's like, I will just make sure that the menus that week for dinner kind of rotate between what everyone likes. Cause they'll all, you know, eat, they just won't eat as maybe as much of the thing that they dislike. So I just try to rotate it to make sure, Hey, we're not just always eating, you know, this one's favorite things. We're making sure that they're all motivated some night to be like, that's my favorite meal. Are we, you know, to look forward to that. So, um, you know, not every meal I serve is going to be loved 100% by everybody, but you know, they'll still enjoy it, but it's not like, um, I think sometimes people have that misconception, like, oh, your kids must not be picky or your kids must eat everything. That is not the case. That is definitely not the case. That's not what happens. (laughs) I know, right? It's like, yeah, no, kids are kids, right? When it comes to it. You know, and uh, a lot of kids, you know, I think have an issue texture wise, you know, whether it is the beans or the tofu, you know, like one might be like, well, that's a squishy food and I don't really care for squishy, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I can understand that because I'm that way with mushrooms and I've really tried, but it's, it's very hard for me. So I can, I can understand that. And I can respect that from a, from a personal point of view. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's, what can we eat instead? You know? So yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I did want to ask you right here as we kind of wrap up um, kind of our time together, you also really focus on mindfulness on your website and through your writings. Um, So I know we're all just busy, busy, right? Even though, you know, maybe over the last year, things did, you know, maybe get a little bit quieter, but also busier at the same time, trying to manage kids' Zoom schedules. We were talking about that before we hopped on and, Mm -hmm. you know, like that even became, I think, even busier for moms. So what are some tips that, you know, you have used personally and, um, you know, just to kind of help us with all this noise that is constantly in our world. And this can even apply to the noise you brought up, um, you know, the messages on Twitter and that's noise, you know, people it's like, is this a for real message? Like what? Like, yeah. what? you know, like, and it's like, even yeah. that is constantly bombarding us and making this question. And so what, what are some of your tips you can share with us? Um, well, and I think, you know, before I share these, I will say that, um, I would say as a, as a mom who, who went through this last year, like many other moms with, like you said, managing all these different schedules with zoom and school and trying to figure out your own, you know, stuff you have at home and having a three-year-old interrupt the zooms. Um, I mean, my anxiety, my personal anxiety, um, totally skyrocketed. I was more stressed this year with a lot of things that were different than I was, you know, before. So I think that too, for some, yes, there were things that were easier, but there were, there were challenges that, um, you know, I maybe hadn't experienced ever, or it had been a long time that had come up for me that, um, you know, so I actually found myself using mindfulness more, um, this year than I had in the past year, believe it or not, because of so many, I needed it. I needed to, I needed tools to, to cope. It was really hard. Um, so I will say that a lot of people get intimidated by mindfulness. I have a lot of friends who I think, um, are like, God, what does that mean? Is it just like meditation and stuff like that? And, and, you know, how do we even approach that? So I like to, uh, and I was the same way with my therapist. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know? (laughs) And, um, I would say the best way to approach it is, is really small, um, 
introductions in your daily life before you go into, you know, diving into meditation? Because that just might seem like time consuming, one more thing you have to do and, uh, and really overwhelming. So what I, um, and I have a couple posts on my blogs about this. And for people who are interested in doing mindfulness with their kids, I have um, a post on there too, about my favorite mindfulness books that I've used with my kids because, um, because we'll do it together sometimes too. Of course, they might not know the term mindfulness, but they're doing some of the actions for it. So, um, but one of the things that um, uh, I had done in my early days, and I'll still do it now, is I'll just notice if I'm starting to like, you know, have really fast movements, or I'm speaking really fast, or I just um, sometimes my eyes even can't like focus on one thing because I'm just like, oh, I've got to do this and this and this, and your brain's just rolling. Is I'll just like pause just, just enjoy that pause for a minute and just notice your breath. Like don't make your breath do anything different. You don't need to force it to breathe a certain way. Just notice what it is doing for a while and, and notice, you know, is it fast? Is it slow? Is it um, short? You know, is it coming really short? And then I'll, I'll notice as I'm paying attention to it, it just calms a bit and I'm able to just, you know, enjoy that pause of, okay, let me regroup for a minute here. Cause things are moving a little too fast for me to, to handle. So just being aware of your breath without necessarily having to like, you know, oh, take a deep breath. Well, that's not necessarily going to help you when you're already moving really fast. So just be aware of it and see what it's doing. And then if it feels good to take a deep breath at some point, once it's calmed down a little bit, yeah, you can try it out. But just being aware of it is something that a lot of people don't even think to do when they're in those busy moments, um, you know, running around like crazy, whether it's just in their head or physically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and good. then, um, yeah, another one is to do one thing at a time. I read this awesome book by Gary Keller that is not about mindfulness, but it's called The One Thing. And um, it talks about how multitasking is a lie. And now that I've read that book, I totally agree with it. Because one thing that is with mindfulness is um, teaching you to be present. And uh, it's very hard to stay focused on, on the one thing that we're doing right now. Like if I'm washing dishes, and I don't do this all the time, but it's nice to just kind of not worry about the other sounds that's going on around me or having to think about, oh, maybe I want to be on a phone call at the same time, but just to wash the dishes, just feel the warm soapy water over my hands, the motions that I'm going through and just enjoy, you know, that moment. Same thing with like playing with my kids. If I can, it's very hard to not, Oh, I have a text. Let me go answer it. No, it's just be in that moment with just that one thing, even just something as simple as folding laundry. It's amazing how good it feels to tell yourself and give yourself that permission to just do that one thing and not have to pick up the phone and, you know, deal with bills at the same time that you're dealing with laundry and you're playing with kids and making lunch and to just try to do one thing. And I found I'm faster at getting things done when I do that too, but it's very nice to give yourself that permission to just do that one thing and be present in that moment. Um, and one of the ways that you can be present. So when, you know, while you're doing that one thing is kind of my, my next advice advice would be, um, kind of connecting with your senses. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that, like, you know, five, four, three, two, one, where it's like, you know, five things you see, four things you touch, three things you hear, two things you smell, one thing you taste. Oh, I, I think that that, um, yeah, well, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. Even my son's um, teacher in over zoom has <laughs> introduced that to them. And, um, it's great, but I even think that was too advanced for me when I started. Like I was just like, what are you talking? What do you mean? Touch? What do you mean? You know, four things I touch. And so, um, 
what I would start with and what I would suggest other people who maybe aren't familiar with mindfulness is just choosing one. So like I'll go outside sometimes when, especially now everybody's home, right? So like as, as parents, we're like everyone's home and I don't have anywhere to go to get away. So I would like go in my backyard and I would just sit back there and I would close my eyes and I would just focus on what I was hearing. And I would hear, you know, sounds that were close to me first, you know, maybe it was like my dog's nails on the concrete on, in the backyard. Maybe it was a bird chirping. And I wouldn't think like those are my dog's nails I would just like click, 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 click. I would tell myself the sound it would make or tweet, 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 tweet. And as I would focus on those sounds, I would start to become aware of other sounds that were more distant and quiet. And you really are able to sink into that present moment by just focusing on that one scent. And you could do the same thing with, um, with touch. Like um, when I, you know, rock my kids to sleep when they were younger, or right now when I lay down with my three-year-old before his rest, you know, I'll think about that, uh, his feel of like, you know, his warm body next to me or the, the puff of his breath on my chest, mm. like little things. And I'll just think about what I'm feeling that, you know, the, the, the sheets underneath us, how they feel against my skin is the fan putting cold air on my feet right now. You know, like, I mean, those kinds of things where you just think about one sense at a time and, and you can um, really go into deep, like deep with that one sense. And um, it's cool because it'll really put you in that moment and you get this really deep sense of gratitude for that one moment that you're able to be present for. Um, you know, I mean, and, and taste is a hard one. People are like, well, what about taste? And I'm like, okay, well, think about when was the last time, like, as I mean, I don't know if everyone's like this, but as a mom, I'm constantly making food for everybody. And then I'm eating my food, like standing up, walking around, <laughs> doing <Yes>. something. Yep. <laughs> when, was, when was the last time you tasted your food? Like you stopped and you tasted like, oh, what does this really taste like? What are the textures I'm experiencing right now? You know, what are the different um, flavors that are going on in my mouth? So even something as little as that, can just bring you back from wherever your head was, wherever your thoughts were, were to, to now and that present moment. And I think, <clears throat> you know, and that's, and that, so that kind of ties the one thing and your senses together, but if you can get in touch with your senses, it's a great way for people to start becoming more mindful. I think if you're already, if you already know how to do that and those seem easy to you, then you can go a little bit more advanced and do something like a body scan um, or meditations, whether that's like guided through the calm app or just your own, even just for five minutes a day, you know, like a, maybe a gratitude, you know, you just, you're quiet with your thoughts before you go to bed and you just what you're grateful. For. Um, those are, can be things that could be more, um, advanced, but I think if you're just getting started those first three of just becoming aware of your breath, trying to just do one thing at a time and, and using your senses to help you become more present are a great way to be, uh, you know, to kind of introduce people to mindfulness who might be a little intimidated to try, you know, to meditate or even a body scan, like those things might intimidate some people. And, and I have information on my blog about those, but I'm like, I do a body scan before I fall asleep most nights. And it's basically just thinking about, I breathe in and I think about sending my breath to different parts of my body and I'll start, you know, with my feet and I'll work up to my knees or my hips or, you know, my chest, my arms, my shoulders, and my head. And I just kind of like, you know, check in with each part without, without like judging about like, oh, why does that part hurt? It's just, oh, it hurts. Okay. Move on to the next one. And so you're just noticing you're not because once you start judging your, your mind starts going off, like you have different thought trains that go off. Why does, why, you know, if you think about, let's say your dog barking in the backyard when you're using your senses, Oh, why are they barking? Oh, that dog's so annoying or something, you know, like <laughs> you start like thinking about 
And you don't want to, you don't want to follow that tra- thought train. You want to just, you know, okay, they're barking. I'm not going to pass any judgment on why, you know, on or any of that or, or judgment on myself for letting my thoughts become derailed. Don't worry about it. Just bring it back to, to what you're doing in that moment. And, uh, and it's really calming. Mm, I love that. I love these tips. There's such <clears throat> good reminders. I'm, I'm, you know, thinking as I listen, like, oh yeah. Okay. Yep. That would be easy for me to do. Yep. I need to do that. Yeah. Life has got a little busier with sports starting back up and being a little bit crazier. So yeah, these are all so many great tips that, you know, I needed to hear. And, um, I know they will be so useful for others as well, because they're simple as well, because like you said, like, you know, that can be like, what you want me to meditate or do what, like, how long is this going to take, you know, but like, these are just like very simple, like actionable. And, you know, I think that's kind of, you know, such a great place to start. So thank you so much for sharing those with us. And if people, you know, do want to head over and read those blog posts or check out your social media, where, where can they find you at? Um, they can find me at mama has her mindful.com. And um, and mama L, is spelled, one L. <laughs> yes, one L and, um, M A M A is how mama is spelled. And, um, and they can find me at Instagram. Mama has her mindful. Facebook is the same Twitter. Um, my handle is ma has her mindful, but it's still, you can search mama has her mindful and I'll come up. And then also on Pinterest, like I know you had mentioned seeing me on there and, um, I've had a lot of people find me through there. So very cool. Yes. Well, we'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes, as well as anything else that we talked about. And wow, this has been such a great conversation. I, I have loved it. So thank you so much for, for coming on Chelsea and just sharing with us your journey and sharing with us, you know, not only the journey of going um, vegan, but also the journey to mindfulness as well, which um, I think, you know, just go so well together. So just thank you so much for being so open about that all. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me and, um, and, and letting me share. I really appreciate it. Oh, that was a great conversation. And I really hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed it. I honestly just felt like I was talking to a friend and I've never met Chelsea before. You know, we actually met, I think I came across her Pinterest and then we started emailing each other and, you know, she's just such a wonderful, just wonderful human being. And, I just loved how, you know, she talked about how her family took the team sport approach. And I thought that was a really cool way to approach getting your whole family on board with, um, you know, whether you're transitioning them to eat more plants or whether you are, you know, doing something else. I just loved that approach of supporting each other. I also loved our conversation at the end about using the five senses and focusing on them one at a time. And, you know, I just, I love that so much. And actually, I'm sitting here recording this and my puppy is going to town trying to play with me. And so, uh, yeah, just being present in the moment, (laughs) in moments, um, you know, with your kids, with your family, with your pets is so important. So once again, you can connect with Chelsea, check out her blog, check out all her resources, her stories, her writings. She's a fabulous writer. Go check those out over on our show notes at badtothebull.com forward slash 41. Again, that's badtothebull.com forward slash 41. Thanks for listening, guys. 